What is with the UK and their seeming hostility toward tech? This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Factor. Visit factormeals.com slash macvoices50 and use the code macvoices50 to get 50% off. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, we have liftoff. Uh, we do this Mac Voices Live every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We are on YouTube at youtube.com slash TV. We have friends in the chat room already. More are arriving. We'd love to have you arriving any second now. Um, we were dark last week. I had concert tickets, so I had a great time. Um, I know one panel member that was not here also had some concert tickets around the same time. Totally different show. Um, so, But he couldn't be here tonight, so we'll have to hear about that again sometime. But we're back, and we plan to stay here now for a while. Um, it's a weird kind of time because there's not a great deal of news, but there are some things that we want to dig into a little bit. And also, one of the big pieces of news is that just a few hours before we're recording this, Apple has confirmed that September 12th will be the next big Apple event, and therefore it looks like it will be the iPhone. So we'll undoubtedly touch on that. But before we do, let's go around the room, find out who's here, then we'll take off and see where we go. Hanging out, as usual, up in the top left, Mr. David Ginsburg. David, good to have you. It's great to be back. I mi we missed you last week, and we went through a little bit of withdrawal not having the show, but uh, I am so glad we're back, and I'm doing well. David, it's funny you say that because I felt the same way. It's like it, I, I woke up Wednesday and realized that, gee, I haven't talked to anybody now for several days. So yeah. it, it was. Uh, this has become such a fun habit that you know it's hard to break. But we made it up for it to having you on in touch with iOS last week. Oh, yeah. Well, that was exciting, too. Yeah. Um, Brian Flanagan Authors is here uh, sporting a tie, bringing a little class to the operation. Brian, good to have you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. It's so good to be back after being gone for a week. Yeah. It sounds like nobody wants any time off. So they just we just keep slogging on. Brittany Smith is here with some kind of addition to her little Star Wars collection. It's it's usually there when I record video. I just take it away because it's blocking the heater so, oh. <laughs> or air conditioning, as the case may be. So, yeah, I just haven't moved it yet. Okay, well, I mean, now you got to get another one on the other side and you look like you're surrounded. I have helmets over here. Well, I have heads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Brittany. lacking on the other side. <laughs> Brittany, you need to put a restraining bolt on that one. So uh, it actually follows your commands and moves out of the way of the... Uh, <laughs> nice. Did it just get hot in here? Why am I, why am I not surprised? <laughs> if you ask for, ask her for the double lightsaber, I'm sure she'll pull it out. So just please. I don't. only have single lightsabers. Oh well, because that means you're one of the, the good guys. Balls. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jim Ray is here, looking pensive. I think Jim. Good to have you. Greetings, uh, fellow Hollywood squares. <laughs> okay. Okay. At least huh? in my my screen, you're in the center. I don't know where you are and everybody else's. Oh, no, Brian's in the center for me. Okay. Well, I guess on YouTube, you're in the center. So that makes you special. I'll, I'll, I'll do my Paul, uh, what was his name? 
Paul Lind. Paul, Paul Lind. Paul, I was going to say Lund, but I knew that was wrong. Hmm. Impersonation. Wow. Retro TV. Brittany's <laughs> like, what? Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm already looking sick. forward to the innuendos. <laughs> ben Rathig is here. He's probably wondering the same thing. What are we talking about? Ben, good to have you. Chuck, I have wonder I've been wondering that all summer. <laughs> Fair point. But but fortunately there will be stuff to talk about on the 12th. Well, yes. Yes. Which actually will correspond with our next show. So we'll be able to roll right from the yeah. Apple announcements into the show. It's gonna be a busy so, day. Yeah. So folks, if if you if, if there was ever a time for you to join us live, it will be that night because we will have live reactions only a few hours old. I mean, you're not meeting next week. Oh, no, that's right. Oh, it's a couple of weeks from now. Oh, man, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm living got, in a time warp. Thank you, Bethany. We've got at least two weeks. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, I mean, we I'll be in a what? committee meeting for most of the show, but um, oh. yeah. I just, mm, yeah. Thank you. I just, I just thought maybe the productivity person should double check the calendars for you. That's all. Yeah, maybe some somebody should take over the show right now. We skip one show and everybody forgets what day it is. Mm-hmm. Or month. And Eric here's Bolden. Chuck doing the time warp again. Again. Eric Bolden is here. He has recovered from our pre-show conversation. Eric, good to see you. Look like you've regained your sanity. Yes, back to normal. Well. Okay, maybe not. That's probably not good. But uh, yeah, no, good to be here. It's a nice week. All our heat broke last week. We've had great, reasonable temperatures this week. So I'm all set. And I was almost convinced that next week was when we would find everything out. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> set your expectations and dashed them right away. So, Eric, usually we see you with a flower or some other unusual background. You and Mark have become the background guys. What's the background today? Yeah, I'm still stuck in the woods. You know, it's Oak, Oak Woods background uh, from, a, from a park. Uh, not much happening. It's kind of in between times. Hmm, I figured, okay. you know, I'll wait until we get closer to the announcements. And then I can start putting, you know, all kinds of flowers and other stuff. and Jazz it up. I don't know what new things to put out there yet. Yeah. I mean, once we find out what the colors are, then I can, you know, get some appropriate blooms. Oh, there we go. Okay. Jeff Gammon is here, though, with his classic for him background. Uh, Jeff, good to have you as always. Chuck, it's always great to be here and always a surprise. Every week Mm -hmm. you click admit and I'm like, oh. Guess I'm on. Well, I'm always a little surprised at what you what happens right after you join. So you know, it, we're even. Well, at least now I understand why I was uh, even more excited than usual for tonight's show, and it's because I'd forgotten there wasn't a show last week. So apparently, I was really missing all of you. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Fuccio is here with a very, very scenic background. Mark, I'm, I'm guessing that that's uh, something related to Sonoma. Yes, it is a sunset over Sonoma coast. I think the time is uh, growing near where we'll have it all in our hands and we can go on to something else. Yeah. And I think you know if we do a show, the, we'll probably do a show uh, 
I guess, what, six days after the Apple uh, event. And I doubt I'll have any Sonoma-related stuff for that. You know, I think we'll have all sorts of superlatives about how great and magical and how only Apple could do whatever it is they tell us that they did when we see that announcement. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Well, we have a few things to, to kick around a little bit. Um, I have, let's see, Brian brought the first one, and I'm going to throw it into both our private chat room as well as the main chat room. Um, Brian, you want to take us through this? Um, this is a suggestion that Apple Maps could use something uh, that that Google Maps already has. Or did yeah, the, um, so I found this. Oh, I, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I, I found this um, story on Apple News. I guess it was originally in uh, Boy Genius Report. And um, what it did is it talked about um, one of the features that was talked about at WWDC was uh, Apple Maps is getting the feature to allow for offline mode. Uh, so you can, if you don't have a good signal, you know, you can go ahead and download your maps ahead of time. Uh, this is something that Google Maps has had for uh, a long time. Uh, and is one of the main reasons why, even though I prefer using Apple Maps, um, I always keep uh, Google Maps available. Um, when I'm traveling in uh, rural parts of the state, uh, it's really beneficial to be able to at least capture that map data and to be able to use it for navigation. Uh, and it, while it doesn't necessarily have the traffic data, it's still very useful to be able to get yourself around. Uh, but one particular nuance that was discovered um, was uh, when they were, uh, I'm assuming this is uh, through the beta, um, the person was uh, setting up directions to go from uh, a particular area in California to specifically Yosemite National Park. And what they discovered is once it goes over to the area where it starts uh, mapping out the distance and how long it is uh, to get to your destination, uh, they discovered a nice little feature in there saying uh, there's a, that route would have limited service and to encourage you to download the map ahead of time. And so I thought that was really useful um, because one thing that I've, I've been doing for Google Maps is thinking about my road trip ahead of time, downloading, you know, huge swaths of the state, um, you know, ahead uh, when perhaps this is a, be a lot more efficient way to do it. It'll take up, uh, assuming less space, uh, just just um, having that particular route rather than the larger area. So um, I thought this was really useful. And it was one of the announcements in general with offline maps that I was most excited about for uh, the next uh, uh, iOS update. So if, I, if memory serves, the last time I tried to download some offline, excuse me, download some offline maps, it took up a fair amount of space on my phone, which at the time had a lot less storage space than I have now. So that that would seem to me to be a downside to it. But on the other hand, would you rather have no information or just use up some space on your phone? Correct. And, you know, I think depending on, on your situation, every, you know, in your area, uh, it may or may not be an issue. But or it may be an issue temporarily where you can, of course, download the information temporarily. And then when you're done with your particular trip that was needed for, you can always delete it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the good thing is that you could download just specific cities. So you just you just you just zero in on where you're actually going to be and just download that 
particular area. You're not going to down, obviously download every map, uh, but I think Google uh, did that too with, um, uh, with with Google Maps as well. Uh, so I think it'll limit what space it does take up. But uh, I'm hoping these days people have at least the 256 gigabyte iPhone, but if you have 128, you might be okay. Um, but uh, the, it should be okay. I don't think that space is going to be much of an issue these days unless you're still sporting some 64 gig iPhone. But <laughs> Well, we've just seen some controversies over uh, Apple doing things with older iPhones. So True. it is something that, you know, we tend to think of it because for better or worse, we're we're out on the cutting edge or bleeding edge, except maybe right. Brittany, who's a little bit behind because she likes a small phone. I will ha be happily buy a phone every year if they make one in my size every year. So just yeah. saying. Yeah. So anybody else, you know, does this interest anyone else? Does anyone else uh, run into this issue? It does. Most, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it does. You know, we're, we're thinking about doing a you know, road trip vacation in October along highway 395 on the east side of the Sierra. And there's parts there where I'm sure there's going to be, you know, bad to uh, no cell service. So ability to download maps, you know, on a, on a phone or iPad, you know, is will be a really useful feature. Mm -hmm. Eric? Festivals. One word, festivals. There's nothing worse mm. than mapping out your destination, making it to a festival, and then not being able to get home because... There's no cell service wherever you are, or there's so many people that you can't get the mapping instructions. So I'm really, really looking forward to this. And I'm hoping that it retains the map long enough to get you back home again. So, but I, so I want to test it. Um, but yeah, going to a concert, going to a festival, going to a state fair, going to the middle of the woods to get that perfect perfect picnic right next to the blooming orchid that you heard about and the rare bird picture um and then you you, you also want to get home so especially if you're there too long and it starts to get dark and you have no idea where you are and you can't get any cell service and you do that whole wandering around and wandering around until you find some place where you know you can get instructions it's the only reason I still carry paper maps around from when I get really, really, really stuck. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Interesting. Interesting. For me, uh, most of Southwest Wisconsin is a dead zone for T-Mobile. So if I want to go to Madison or Milwaukee, uh, downloaded maps is a good thing. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Factor. Visit factor.com slash macvoices50 to get 50% off. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You will save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Adjust your stride this autumn without missing a step. Choose from over 34 weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals, ready to eat in just two minutes. And you can level up with Gourmet Plus options, prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. 
This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered right to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash macvoices50 and use the code macvoices50 to get 50% off. That's code macvoices50 at factormeals.com slash macvoices50 to get 50% off. Thanks to Factor for supporting Mac Voices. Eric, like you, I have paper maps in my car. I I have a uh, Colorado state map and, uh, excuse me, and then the the specific locations where I'm most likely to end up needing a map, where where I know I go there on a regular basis, like uh, Rocky Mountain National Park. So I I have uh, the park map for that. Um, I have Minnesota, Wisconsin. Yeah, so here I have Colorado, but uh, I have a bag, you know, just to collect some maps from two years ago or last road trip. But I know I have, I know I have a Colorado in here. So uh, yeah, there, you know, I look forward to making those things obsolete, but um, probably wouldn't go out without them just, uh, just in case. Mine live like, in the glove box. Mark, I like your skill of folding them back up so nicely too. <laughs> Oh man, you know that's uh, that's taken you know forty years of practice. <laughs> Chuck, I have another reason why I carry the maps. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, that's because there are so many places in Colorado where you actually can't get a cell signal. You, you get back up in the mountains somewhere, and uh, it's open enough that you can you can hit a GPS satellite, <clears throat> but there's no cell towers around. Versus so, in Arizona. Yeah. So being able to download maps will be great for that. And, uh, and I'll still leave the paper maps in the glove boxes back up just to be safe. I, I have to admit, I'm really intrigued. I know around here, we have some areas that are without signal and then you have the inevitable places where they're just little dead spots, you know, that are, you know, half a mile long or whatever on a highway. But it sounds like you all have a whole lot of area that is not covered by cell of any kind, which I yeah. guess maybe I'm a little naive. I'm just surprised that you run into that, that those kind of issues that much unless you're engaging in activities like Eric was describing. I mean, it, as far as cellular connectivity goes, it's an entirely different country west of the Mississippi than it is east of it. And also, we get off the major highways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, Ben. I mean, is there any reason that you can think of or know about that it's the Mississippi is a demarcation line? Um, yes. Most of the population lives uh, east of it. Yes. Uh, the, the, for, until you hit the coast, uh, there is really not a lot of people between, uh, well, uh, what in the western half of uh, Oregon and Washington and uh, the Mississippi River? Hmm. Right, Mark. The, the Dakotas. I mean, Kansas, Colorado, Nebraska. You know, there's just huge areas. There's just lots of terrain and not a lot of people. And economically, yeah. it makes sense to put the put the cell towers along the highway and and 
and adjacent cities, but uh, there's a lot yeah. of area when you get out of that, you don't get coverage or even, uh, you know, even in California. So where I am now, you have, uh, you know, shadow pockets uh, among some of the coastal mountains where you just, it's virtually impossible to get a decent quality signal, you know, go half a mile, a different direction and uh, you know, everything just perks up, but it's yeah. hard to get uh, ubiquitous coverage. Yeah, I mean, to be perfectly honest, there's a reason why there's still free-range ranchers in uh, pretty much the entire Great Plains. Uh, it's, I mean, with the exception of the cities, it's not all that different than it was 100, 150 years ago. Hmm. Brittany, do you experience those kind of uh, missing missing zones? Y'all are just way too prepared. You could just take your life in your hands and drive wherever you want and not worry about paper maps because you know you're not going to look at them anyway. Saying. You're just going to ask somebody. Go. So Can um, you find a paper map? <laughs> I have no paper map in my car that I know about. But, you know, it's been a while since I've cleaned out my car completely. So maybe. Oh, that big road atlas? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't have one of those. I don't. Yeah, I don't have them. So sometimes I just get hosed and have to play in my ear. But that is not that common because most of my driving is along I-5. So my plenty of dead spots in Oregon. I'm Brittany, my condolences. I'm on them already. <laughs> that I spend my time on I-5? Yes. Or I drive out to the coast and it's like there's one road. How am I going to get lost? It's one road. I know my way to Bandon. <laughs> I don't need a map to get to Bandon. <laughs> Mark, I, you know, David said something there that struck me earlier in the conversation. Where do you buy maps now? Where do you get them? Oh, if I need them, I go to uh, AAA. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah AAA has them. And, uh, yeah. I, I think Rand McNally still makes them. <laughs> I just yeah. probably you do, but I have get to. one in like a, a freeway side gas station. I don't know. I haven't looked. Barnes and Noble. But okay. you know, back back to your point, Chuck. I mean, you know, we got them, uh, you know, two two years ago when we did our cross country trip, just to make sure we have uh, paper backup in case you know something happened to a phone or a tablet or something. Um, but other than that, you know, it's probably been. Do you also always put boarding passes that. just in case? Like, I want to know what level of preparedness we're talking about. Oh, uh, Brittany, I print everything. I, I actually make <laughs> a bound travel book for all of my trips. I think and I've heard you say this before. Mm, yep, he said that many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I have been ridiculed for doing this. I won't and ridicule you. It has saved you, my ass so many times. But um, language, Jeff. There's other forms of Ridicule? ass saving, I guess. Oh, ass, right. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm really intrigued by this. Um, just, just because it's one of those things that I thought had gone, kind of gone away. And here I find most of the panel has something. And Eric just made a great suggestion in our private chat. Eric, you want to, you want to say that because it sounds like you have a lot more experience with traveling into the, into the wilderness than a lot of us do. Oh, yeah, I find that too. Well, you know, every time you enter a state, if you stop at the first rest stop area, especially during daytime hours, you can usually pick up a state map. So when I'm traveling, if it's, you know, during regular business hours, pull in the rest stop, pick up my map. On my way back home, I can pick up the current state map. So 
I'm always, yeah, within a couple of years of, of current, that's, that's always helpful. Um, and you know, I, I, on my phone, I've got cell service from two different companies. I used to carry two phones, but now you can just put them both on the same phone. That's a lot less expensive. And, you know, even on my way home, I have dead zones. So I'm in, you know, on one carrier service and then all of a sudden I drop off and it flips over to the other carrier service and I'm back again. And it, it's saved me quite a bit. And the paper maps, that's, you know, you're always one detour away from needing the paper map. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be one of those topics just to get us off the ground, but it, it morphed into something a whole, <laughs> whole lot more. I've, you know, travel tips, and especially if you're, I guess, if you're west of the Mississippi, you better pay attention and download the online uh, online options a lot, a lot more, a lot sooner, and just leave them stored. I, you know, that that is one thing, though. Again, I going back to my last experiences, which has been a long time ago. Do they, do they give you any kind of option at this point to delete? the maps after so long or yeah. do you have to manually delete them yeah in fact on google I, I, I haven't seen apples yet but on google maps um you can manually delete them and then the other thing is they actually manually automatically update after x amount of time too I, I can't remember the time span it might be every 30 days maybe or something like that and that helps you know if new stores open or or stores close or something like that and you're trying to locate something Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that, uh, Brian. That really some interesting stuff here. Um, I haven't used a paper map in years. No, most of us haven't. And I used to be a map geek. Me too. Yeah. I had a box. We used to have a thing called Thomas Brothers Guides. Oh yeah, I remember those. Uh, and and I had about several dozen of them. I had the uh, the National Geographic uh, world maps. Well, these were they were more local. They were mostly California. Right. I mean, and they and they were like uh, they were spiral bound, you know, ring bound, um, and they they were just like Bibles for everybody in in California. I I you carried know? the Denver pe- guide with me everywhere for years. Yeah. I don't think but, just... and and for what it's worth, Mark, I, we drove to Bishop. Now it was from Los Angeles and not from where you are, but uh, I didn't have any problems with uh, being offline the whole way up 395. Did you go any further than Bishop? Not in that trip, no. Okay. Or how about other trips or not? Um I I don't know. I, you know, I, I can imagine that there could be, certainly could be dark spots, but it's also amazing now, you know, it could be somewhere really in the middle of nowhere and no problem. Make phone calls, listening to streaming music, looking at maps. It's like, how is this happening? It's amazing, amazing magic. If you have, if you have good coverage, absolutely. Yeah. But I do know, I, you know, my carrier's map shows that there should be coverage there, but, you know, so, uh, what could go wrong then depending on by depending on that <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes i think there's that's a map making uh that is not quite up to standard 
Um, Brian, wasn't there something in that story that said that Apple Maps was going to automatically do it if you put in a trip and you didn't even have to uh, manually download it? Yeah, I think uh, the part on here, I see the picture on the story. It's when the person was traveling and they set themselves up to go to Yosemite. They knew that at Yosemite, there is little um, cell service. So it, in particular, it didn't necessarily say to automatically download it, but it, it puts the link right there to, I assume, go ahead and click it to download it. So that way it's ready. Um, so it's knowledgeable about knowing if there's that dead zone in the, on your that's, route. Actually, that's really helpful. I mean, again, that's something I think Apple would do, right? Attention to detail. You know, to make stuff useful and things you get passionately, you know, passionate and attached to. Yeah. So hopefully your trip is after the uh, iOS update with all this and uh, we can uh, report in the future about how it worked out. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, next story that I wanted to touch on is one that I probably would have just skipped over, um, but nine to five Mac published a story that says Apple security updates could be banned by the British government. And I say I would have skipped over it before because that just seems almost unbelievable. Then I think back to some of the discussions we've had about other things the UK is doing right now. And it's like, well, you know, and th this just blows me away that, you know, I, I can't decide what the logic is or, or would be in, in banning updates. From I can tell you standard. the logic, Chuck, and you're I going would, to hate it. I <laughs> right? Go, Jeff. I'd love, Go, Jeff. love to hear it, Jeff. Okay. So imagine you are a, uh, um, evildoer. a evildoer. an evildoer. I, I was going to say government agency, but evildoer, tomato, tomato. <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> your, your job is to investigate all of the things that, that your government deems as evil. One of the things that gets in the way of that is encryption. So if if you um, block encryption, which is part of what, what the UK government wants to do, um, that eliminates a big problem for you. But another problem is, what if you're exploiting a, uh, a security flaw on a device and you don't want that security flaw to be patched so you can continue to exploit it? that becomes a problem. So with the, so this isn't a blanket ban on, uh, on security patches. It, what, what it is is a thing where Apple and, and any other vendor that would roll out security updates would have to present them to the UK government first and then get approval to roll them out. And if they don't get approval, well, that's your canary in the coal mine to know that there's something in that patch that everyone else is getting that the UK government is exploiting. Jeff, that's unless, they, unless they just you know, reject everything as a matter of principle so that they don't... And, and that could happen as well. Mm -hmm. That is such a pessimistic view and unfortunately it sounds very realistic i mean you I'm, wouldn't I'm, like it yeah well I'm, yeah. i mean i'm kind of speechless because this i'm not quite ready to say that all government agencies are nefarious um but 
it does seem like there's this huge push to have everything open to varieties of law enforcement. And we've talked about this plenty of times on the show, where as soon as there is any kind of secure communication, uh, the the authorities pop up and say, think of the children. And that's not saying that that's not a legitimate view, but at the same time, you know, it's it's one facet to a very complex situation. But they do that gut level emotional appeal. And that's really just a shame because then people's judgments get clouded and they can't see past it. This is what happens when you mix politics with technology. You get politics. Yeah. <laughs> and your technology. Wow. <clears throat> Brittany, you're you're sitting there quietly. I mean, I know you have to have some thoughts on on something like this, given some of our past discussions. Uh, it's not good. I, I guess it just feels so like, yelp, yelp. Wow. Know. And unlike when you get peanut butter and chocolate together, it does not taste amazing. I I picked that up, Ben. I'm just saying. Next time on Mac Voices, we finish up this conversation about what the UK is thinking and then look at Netflix getting out of the DVD business. That's next time on Mac Voices. I'll see you then. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices magazine free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.